Hey everyone, welcome back to The Spill Podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Rose. So in this week's episode, we have a very special guest. She's a YouTube queen. She has like these incredible YouTube videos and she's in New York, which is like the place to be. Like I always want to go to New York, so it's a super cool place. And she vlogs most of her vlogs on her experience in New York and it's really cool vlogs. And she has her own brand called Mad Flawed, which is absolutely incredible. It has a really good background story to it as well. So you can go and introduce yourself. Hi guys, I'm Nikki. Thank you so much Vivian for having me. I think you did a really great intro, so we can just leave it at that. So let's get into the question. So the first question is, when did you start content creation? Yeah, when did I start? So I have been obsessed with creating content for as long as I can remember. When I was in middle school, I was always creating these videos and I would share them on Facebook and everything like that. And I think once I got into high school and I started watching YouTube, I became more inspired to really share that with people. So I started posting, I think, in my sophomore year of college or maybe junior year which was i guess for some reference um how many years ago was that for me that was like six years ago so what like inspired you to get started at that time um i think i just i think when you enter college you start a little bit more to become your like an individual Mm -hmm. versus when you're in high school you kind of form into what everyone else is doing yeah. so when I was in, when, when I was in university when I was in college I thought to myself okay I don't really have to go with the flow I don't have to do what everyone else is doing I can kind of create my own strides and that was something that I had been wanting to do for a while and I think the people that I surrounded myself self with really uplifted me and you know supported me and I just thought it was everything kind of happens in the perfect timing and for me that was when everything really manifested yeah that's so great and I can't believe um you've been doing it for this long like I I would have thought like you've been doing it for I want to say like not even long at all because it seemed like you just picked up on it so fast like when I see your YouTube videos it just seems like it's like you have that same energy and stuff like when I watch YouTubers who've been doing YouTube for so long you can tell like their first few videos that they posted they're so energetic but then once they've been doing it for a while it gets kind of dull you are like always so energetic you're always on 10 and stuff I just love that I cannot believe that (laughs) thank you I think right my motivation for content creation definitely comes in spurts I haven't been posting consistently for six years it's kind of been on and off I go through different life phases where I want to share it with people and then I go through life phases where I kind of want to keep things more to myself so Mm -hmm. it definitely comes and goes but I appreciate you picking up on the energy because I definitely try to you know convey good vibes through my videos (laughs) yeah you definitely do I love your videos um (laughs) (laughs) what would you say is the first step to becoming a content creator Yeah, I think like how I mentioned that it comes and goes and ebbs and flows with me because I sometimes I'm passionate about it and sometimes I'm not. I think the biggest thing is being passionate for it because if you're not passionate, like you mentioned, you it really shows in the way that your videos are portrayed and people aren't aren't going to resonate as much with them and it's not going to be as well received. So definitely the biggest thing is passion because when you have passion, everything else really falls into place. Yeah. And you don't have to try so hard, yeah. I love that because pretty much with (laughs) any life choice you choose, as long as you have passion for it, you'll have the motivation every single day to keep going and do that thing, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And it definitely makes it a lot easier too. You don't have to force yourself to do something you want to do. I think a lot of times now, like where, where TikTok is becoming really big and a lot of people are blowing up on there and they're, you know, making the shift to more long form content. It's not natural for them. It's not something that they may necessarily be passionate about. Mm -hmm. They kind of see it as the next step and they force themselves into that. And you can tell, you know, it, it doesn't really align and that's okay. Long form content doesn't have to align with everybody. I'm not really too hot on short form content. I definitely prefer the more lifestyle 10 minute type vlogs. Um, but I think that's because that's what I'm passionate about. And, you know, other people have different passions. Yeah. You just have to make sure you stay aligned with your own. Yeah. I feel like I'll forever be a YouTube girly. Like I just can't, like I'll watch TikToks, but I feel like I always go back to YouTube. I feel like YouTube is just like, it's almost like a little community itself. It's so much different than TikTok. Yes. No, I am the same as you. I love YouTube. I will forever be a YouTube girl. Obviously, TikTok is very addicting and, you know, <laughs> keeping up with all the lingo and the TikTok verbiage. It's like its own thing, but there's nothing like a YouTube video and you get such a different relationship with like the creator on YouTube than you would on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, how yeah. did you choose your niche when you were first starting out? Oh my gosh. So this is something that I, to this day, still struggle with because obviously humans, they're so multifaceted, so many layers to them. So it's hard to put yourself in a box and really just hone in on one niche. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I've definitely gone through different phases on what my niche is. When I first started out, it was very much like beauty. And then it shifted. I tried to be like a fashion YouTuber, <laughs> tried to do it all. And then I became, became like a travel girly. And then like manifestation was really big on my channel for a while, which these are all still things that I'm really into. Um, but it's hard to leverage one over the other. And I think now, you know, I kind of balance them all and categorize them as more lifestyle as kind of what you can see in my videos, it's more like my day to day life. And I highlight all these different components in it. I think it's really tricky to put yourself in a box. Um, but it's great because, you know, categorizing yourself as like a lifestyle content creator, for example, you have more flexibility with what you can showcase. Because like I mentioned, I try to do the whole manifestation thing, because that was something that I was passionate about for a while. And I, I just felt like I was leaving out so many other parts of my life when trying to do that. And people didn't get a full sense of who I was. Yeah, and I love how you how you were saying how lifestyle, it's such like a broad thing. So like if you choose lifestyle, you can post self-love, um, wellness vlogs, you can do your skincare routine, you can do um, like redecorate my room with me. Like I love how lifestyle is such a big genre almost, so you can really like yeah. show your whole life in it. Definitely, and if, if self-love is your lifestyle, I feel like for me, I try to make self-care and self-love the emanation of what my lifestyle is, then that in itself becomes part of your life. And that is stuff that you naturally show in your videos. Yeah, and it, that even shows in your brand, Mad Flawed. Like when you look at this stuff and when you read the story behind it, it even shows that you, like we were talking about earlier, that you have passion for this stuff. And it, and it shows that you like, how you were talking about manifestation and stuff you have self-love and a lot of things that you do and you can really tell with your designs and stuff it's it's so nice I love it thank you so much I really appreciate that yeah how do you measure the success of your videos um when you do YouTube videos yeah so for me obviously I'm not like a huge content creator I kind of have a very the my approach in how I create content and what I deem to be successful for me is more the impact that I make within quality versus quantity. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I feel most successful in my content creation is when I get comments 
where I can tell that I really made an impact on someone. So whether that's, you know, showcasing someone how to clear their skin and really evolve into a more confident version of themselves or, you know, showing people different parts of my life that inspires them in a positive way and I get a good positive feedback from that, that's how I deem myself to be successful. Yes, I love getting comments. Sorry, what did you say? Oh, I said I love getting comments, like seeing how people like the video and what favorite parts they had. I love that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you put out content because you want to make an impact in some way or another. And I think the comments and people really reiterating that and validating that for you is the biggest indicator of, oh, you were successful in that. Yeah. And it's so nice yeah. to be able to see, um, like, how people use your videos so like like how I'll get comments sometimes on my YouTube videos and people say like um I love this video because it helped me become more confident I love this podcast episode because it helped me to stay focused in school my dog is barking so loud but (laughs) I love how the comment section it can really show how people um really take an approach on your videos and that's very great like I always look um at your videos and stuff in the comments it's always super nice I love the little community that you build on there Thank you. No, I'm super appreciative too. I think because I try to put out such positive, impactful content, I feel like the community that comes from that is also very positive. Yeah. I love a good positive community. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely nice. Yeah. (laughs) How do you differentiate yourself from the thousands of other content creators and really make your content original? That's a good question. I think because you know, obviously everyone's so unique and so different. When you just show up authentically as yourself, you will naturally be differentiated. It's it only when you try to be someone else and try to, you know, mimic how someone else is posting or how else someone else, someone else is living, then you kind of get caught up in, okay, this person seems very repetitive. They're very much like everybody else. It's only when you stand, when you do your own thing and you show up authentically that you really differentiate from everyone else. And I try very hard to be authentic and do that on a day-to-day basis whether it's like you said mentioning the story that really created bad flood or just showing like the realness in the behind the scenes of my life that's kind of what I do to be conscious of you know showing up authentically and in turn being differentiated from what whatever everyone else is doing because my story is very unique much like yourself much like everybody else's so I try to highlight that on as much as I can yeah totally you can definitely see it in like all of your work like you can see um you know like some people some youtubers like they'll do content from other people like I guess they copy different trends from different youtubers and they don't even put like an original spin onto it but all of your videos like even though they're lifestyle videos your videos always show who you are and it's never like copy and paste with somebody else and that's what I love about watching different youtubers that really show their authentic self because it's not like you're just watching the same person over and over again you're going through each person's journey Yeah, thank you. And I definitely think, you know, some people can get caught up in it. I know I definitely take inspiration from different people. Like, like I said, I'm a big YouTube girl. I'm on it all the time. So if I'm watching all these videos, it's hard not to be inspired because obviously there's some great content creators out there. Mm -hmm. But when you can really tell when people are completely copying versus like taking inspiration from, oh, I like how they edited that or I like the song that they chose, something like that. that. That definitely is a lot different than, you know, showing up the same as different as everyone else yeah like I love taking inspiration from other people's videos but of course not copying them but just being like (laughs) oh um (laughs) let's say if they 
I don't know, like, if they did, like, a time-lapse thing while they were cleaning their room, I'd be like, oh, my God, I should speed up mine so in case somebody else is cleaning their room, they could do it at the same time as me. Like, of course, not copying, but taking inspiration from other people. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) How do you select the brands that you want to work with, and what criteria do you use to determine if a partnership is good or not? Yeah, so I'm definitely a lot more intentional about it now because I realize the impact that different companies make on our earth and overall. So I'm definitely more selective and definitely do my research a lot more. In the beginning, I was more so excited to just get partnerships and sponsored deals. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of take everything and I wasn't really aware of, you know, my role and how that played out in a larger view. Um, But now I definitely do my research. And like I mentioned, because I highlight so many different facets of my life, I try to make sure that the brand that I'm partnering with kind of falls into that. So, you know, I'm really big into wellness, self-love, self-care, like beauty and skincare. Those are kind of the biggest things for me. So I try to make sure that the brands that I do partner with fall in line with that. And, you know, they're socially responsible and, you know, sustainable as much as they can be and things like that. Yeah. Like you don't want to have um fashion content when then you're sponsored by like a basketball brand like you have to keep everything around the same (laughs) type of like little niche almost like you can tell when some people they just take anything that they need to take in order to make the money that they need to do and I can just really tell like with some people's videos and like I was saying earlier yours are always so spot on like you can tell how much work that you put into your videos and it's not just like um people just putting out video after video just to get them out you actually put the quality into your videos and that's what I really like the most about watching different youtubers like yours thank you so much no I'm really glad that that is portrayed in my videos and you can feel that because I have definitely come across videos where I'm like why are they highlighting this and I (laughs) want you know my video to make sense and to be beneficial like I know if someone's coming to watch one of my videos they're watching it for a specific reason so I want to make sure that the things I do highlight in it make sense yeah and they're not just like thrown in there <laughs> right <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a content creator and how do you overcome them yeah that's a great question I think for me the trickiest thing is obviously I love to create content like I mentioned I've been doing it for so long and I find so much enjoyment and passion in doing it but the trickiest thing now that I have shifted to more like lifestyle vlog type videos is being in the moment. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is like, sometimes you'll just be living your life as you very much should be. And then you're like, shoot, I should have vlogged that or I should have filmed that. That would have been great for the video. So it's a constant battle of like, okay, I'm just going to live my life this weekend or versus I'm going to try to make a great vlog out of this. Like for example, this past weekend in New York, it was a gorgeous weekend and it had rained for like the past three weeks. So it was very exciting and I had every intention of filming it, but I just got so caught up in like living my life, which I'm unapologetically doing, (laughs) but at the same time, it's like, okay, well now I'm behind on the video that I wanted to post. So I guess for me, that's the biggest obstacle. And I guess in terms of like comparison. Comparison is always the thief of joy. You know, like I mentioned, I've been posting for six years on and off. And, you know, there's some people that post for one year and then they make it so much further. And I think that can make people feel discouraged. I have never really pursued content creation like full time. And maybe if I did, it would have yielded different results. But I still, you know, can feel hard on myself and think like, okay, why is it taking me so much longer than someone else? 
Yeah, yeah, I love having, like, to watch people that come out about these different things, and it's not just, like, they're just low-key um, passive-aggressive about it, like, because <laughs> I watch different YouTubers sometimes that, um, like, maybe they have, like, um, 18,000 subscribers, they've been doing YouTube for, like, almost all their life, but then you have somebody mm-hmm. who just started doing YouTube, and they already have, like, 100k after, like, two years, and so I love when people come out about this and, like, face it and like show it to other people because right when you start youtube that's when you realize how much work you have to put into every single video it's not a breeze like instagram or tiktok it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. yeah so i love how you come out about exactly i have been i've been watching youtube forever so i've definitely come across different types of you know creators and seen different variants of growth and i feel like it's all situational for some people it's luck for some people like they just resonate with people differently than others do and they're able to build a stronger community base that just grows faster and it's nothing personal you know it's like there there's a perfect place and time for everything and some people just that's their destiny and for some people it's not and you know coming to terms with that and accepting it and realizing that like where you're at is okay and it's not a competition and you don't need to compare yourself I think that's the most important part yeah, I feel like um, I hate when people compare themselves because you really should just be comparing yourself now to, like, yourself a year ago, seeing how much you've grown in that one year. Or even, like, a couple years ago, just comparing yourself to your content then, your content now, so you can, like, make it the best that it possibly can for your audience. And so I love when people actually um, do that instead of, like, you can, you can tell when people are comparing themselves to other content creators because their content starts to look like other people's content and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I just love being able to be able to, like, just compare my stuff to my past self and not a different person. No, definitely. I think that's a really valuable quality that you have. And unfortunately, I feel like when you're caught up on the Internet and so much of you know the success on there it comes from external validation it can be tricky to keep that mentality but I think it's very valuable that you have that and I wish that everybody else could have it because it's definitely it can definitely be very deteriorating and break down your passion when you think like that you're not successful in comparison to how other people are successful yeah and and I know you already touched on how you manage your time between creating content and then like um, just living your life basically, but can you touch a little bit more on that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I try to keep a schedule of a consistent cadence of how many videos I put out each month. So I kind of, I set goals for myself and that is the biggest, that is the most helpful way for me to stay on track and organized. If I didn't set goals and I kind of just, you know, pumped out things at my own discretion and however I seem fit I don't think I would get very far because life is very fun and there's so much to indulge in mm-hmm. um but I have to always be conscious that okay I do have partnerships that I'm committed to and I do need to create content for them so I'm gonna be very disciplined in my goals and make sure that I fulfill them each month yeah and that's a great way to do that so it's not like a burnout like too much but then it's like you're not going you're not reaching your goals at all. I love how you set goals and stuff. That's actually a really great idea. <laughs> yeah, and definitely be reasonable with your goals. I mean, you know, four four weeks in a month, it would be crazy for me as someone who also works full-time to pump out 10 videos. So I'm very realistic on what fits my schedule and what I can commit to because, I, like you said, I don't want to suffer from any sort of burnout and, you know, to 
ruin any kind of passion or flow that I do have. Yeah, and um, like how you said, um, you said, hey, you work a full time job, and so that's actually I don't work a full time job, but I am um, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm in like um, college and stuff, and so I love how you can actually like schedule out the time around it because I can't put out 10 videos uh, a month either because I'm busy with school and stuff and so I only like try to get myself to put out four to five videos a month and that's just like if I can most of the time I just try to do like three videos a month and I love how you can actually like schedule that and I love how with YouTube you don't have to like be committed to something I, I don't know I just love how you can have like a free schedule with that yeah I think back in the day people had posting schedule do you remember that where people would be like i post on sunday and wednesday and i think that was great for their community to be aware of when new content was coming out and i'm you know i can see why it was beneficial but now i think that there's more of an emphasis on being easier on yourself and this whole hustle culture is less emphasized so i think you know that people are able to be a little bit more easygoing with content creators and let them post as they seem fit for their own life is really helpful for everybody yes i remember that like little youtube era where people would do that like with um bethany moda she was like i put out videos this day that day (laughs) and of course like i'd always be there to watch it but i never realized until recently how much work it is to have a video out by a certain time and you also have like a entire life to live at the same time so it's it's it can definitely get kind of like battling (laughs) no definitely what advice would you give to someone who's interested in becoming a content creator I think it kind of goes back to the whole authenticity thing and just being yourself and you will resonate with the people that you're meant to resonate with. And whether it's three people or it's 30,000 people, you will reach your audience. And I think it's, it's easier said than done, but don't get so caught up in the numbers. Rather, what you should be doing is look towards the impact that you're making because one person, if you make an impact on them, it's better than nothing and when you make an impact on one person that evolves and it grows and it's exponential growth so I think you know first things first always just be yourself and the people that are meant to find you will find you and over time you will grow in the ways that you're meant to and you will inevitably grow so don't be so hard on yourself about it yeah that's great advice I I wish I had known that right when I started content creation (laughs) (laughs) what inspired you to start your own brand mad flawed yeah, so Mad Flawed, for those of you who do not know, it is a self-love brand. I started it last year, and it's definitely pivoted the direction of where it started and where it's going now. I was burned when I was nine months old, and I've suffered from third-degree burns my entire life, which inevitably caused me to be very insecure throughout like my younger years and my mm-hmm. youth. Um, but as I got older, I realized that that only affects me negatively. It doesn't affect anyone but myself. And at the end of the day, like I'm okay with myself and how I look. It's really just how confident you are showing up in society. So I wanted to create a brand and I wanted to help empower other people in their journey because everybody has a flaw in one way, shape or form. We're all human, no one's perfect. And I really wanted people to be more comfortable in their skin because when I made the pivot from 
you know, being an insecure little teenager to be someone very sure of myself and very confident and okay with who I am, it was a life changing. And I want to deliver that message tenfold across the masses to be able to impact the lives of so many other people in the same way. So Mad Flawed, it started out as a clothing company, but it's now shifting to be more in the beauty and wellness industry. And I'm very excited about those changes and what it's going to grow to be. Yeah, and I'm so excited to see all this stuff. Like, um, I was looking at your website the other day, and I just love the way, like, it's embroidered on the actual, like, pieces of clothing. And it looks like it's such great quality. Not, like, um, cheap quality, but it looks like great quality clothing and stuff. And I can't wait to see all, like, the beauty and wellness stuff you have to come. That's going to be super exciting. Thank you so much. No, your support means truly so much because this is something that is so important and so special to me. So little comments like that make such a big difference. I hope that you, I hope that you know that, but yeah, the quality is really, really great. I spent a lot of time researching exceptional pieces because I want this brand to leave an impact and I don't want it to be, I want to put a lot of intention into it. So that starts from all parts of it, whether it's the apparel or the website or everything, everything I really want to have intention behind. Yeah, what advice would you give someone who's wanting to launch their own line? Yeah, I feel like I'm probably a broken record, but I think everything (laughs) really comes down to authenticity. And, you know, if you want to build a brand, you have to be real and why you want to do it and what the mission really is behind it. I think a lot of people, like I mentioned before, mimic what other people are doing because they see it to be successful. But if something doesn't come from a place of realness and authenticity, it'll never succeed. It'll never thrive. I am a great example of that in COVID (laughs) during the pandemic. I e-commerce and Shopify websites were such a big thing. And I just tried to copy what everyone else was doing and nothing ever stuck. So the, and it's simply because what I wanted to do, I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't have really any intention behind it. It was simply like something I was trying to make a quick buck from. And I think, you know, when you try to build a sustainable brand and something that has longevity, you need to make sure that there's intention and purpose behind it. So Mad Flawed has so much purpose and so intention behind it. And that's why it's growing the way that it is. Um, so for other people that want to start something, that is would be the first step. Really figure out your why and figure out your p- purpose and your passion and the rest will follow. Yeah, and that is, oh my gosh, that is such great advice, because when I first started my um, line, like, I wish I had known um, about a lot of, like, in in your story on your um, website, like, you have, like, a, a serious thing about it, and I just love how it's, like, a real, like, backbone story, that is so great, and I love how you have, like, um, just the way the website looks in general, like, not even talking about the products, but just, like, the way the website's set up, it's so, like, easy to use and stuff, I wish I had known all this stuff about websites back when I started mine, but I just love the way it's just set up, and it's so sleek looking, it's so nice. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I had so much fun doing this interview with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to subscribe to her YouTube channel and go check out her website, all the links will be in the show notes down below. And I will see you guys in my next episode. Bye. Bye.